0: But, yeah, uh, as far as, as far as Rebirth went, I would probably say Green Lanterns, which you got me hooked on. You guys, yeah. you and Jordan, uh, you guys got me reading that to where I, I ended up getting every volume of that for the trade. And uh, then Under the Red Hood, I just finished that, which that was such a good ending to that that run. Um with him going back to the hill mm-hmm. and i gotta say i didn't mind green arrow
1: i read like green arrow here and there like i think I, I don't even remember now i think i started it and like got through the first run i think at that point i was having to sort of like shave off a certain series and then like when i would hear that like something was getting good again through like weird science or something. I would like kind of pick back up on it until, you know. But then I missed the uh, the sort of close out of Green Arrow. Did that one go to 50? Did that go to 50 issues for Rebirth era? Uh,
0: Green Arrow, I think maybe I got it right here.
1: there were some there were some that like that was like it was, you could just tell it was like, okay, they're gonna probably try to wrap this up at fifty, and there's, like, you know, obviously a couple that was like, let's get to a hundred, and then they went back to legacy numbering for a few of the series. They're so like, okay, yes. well, clearly they're trying to get to a thousand and all that stuff. So,
0: Green Arrow actually did hit fifty.
1: Okay,
0: uh, that's not counting the annuals that they had because they had a couple of them too. Yeah, but it was it was pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that with the way that Scott or, yeah the way that Scott Snyder left with uh, Death Metal, I'm hoping that it does open doors so that we don't have to deal with another reboot anytime soon.
1: yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things like it could be anything but like in Death Metal seven when, uh, I guess, spoiler for anybody that hasn't read it yet, it's been out for a while. We'll now, listen so. to
0: DC Comics Squadcast. Uh, yes. Yeah,
1: but like uh, there's a moment in there where like Wonder Woman, like the, I guess the present Wonder Woman is talking to like the hand that takes the form of like the sort of golden age Wonder Woman and it's like, you know, it says something about like, we'll need you here for, a, a, there's a lurking threat, but we'll kind of we'll get to that later you know sort of sort of idea it's just a kind of a one done so it's already sort of planting a seed for another event that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a reboot obviously but i was like what they're already setting that up for some you know bigger thing so i'm kind of curious to see what that is you know what uh but yeah seeing how the chips fall for um infinite Can never remember i always want to say new frontier but that was the Darwin Cook book, uh, Infinite Frontier, the next, I guess, after Future State in March, whenever they kind of kick back off just the regular series books, uh, kind of what that's going to look like, because one the one thing I'm excited about in D.C., and like no one's really talking about um, uh, Weird Science, they covered it and they were, uh, they gave it a really good review.
0: I know where and, you're going.
1: Yeah, I And I loved it. I was like, this book is awesome. Like why DC barely is even like promoting it. And it was it's generation uh, shattered is the is the where is it at? I kept it out because I was like, I want to keep talking about it and maybe I might have put it away now. But the first uh actually you know what, it's worth getting out because I just want to plug it again because DC <laughs> is not doing that.
0: So well, I'll so. do it there. They're not even like, I don't even know what the hell they're doing with that book, but God damn, it's such a good book. Wait, did you get Uh-oh. the variant
1: cover? I broke my headphones in my excitement. Hang on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you, get, generations did you get the variant shattered.
1: cover? Huh? Is yeah. The it's variant? Lee Bermejo uh, variant. Well, there's like a glare, but. God
0: damn, the, that is gorgeous
1: dude i love his art man it's so good um yeah generation shattered it but that's what was crazy is it started in detective comics 1027 um which is a huge oversized book and like you know it's it's one of those things that they do where there's just a bunch of different stories and like one of the last ones was a dan jurgens story and what was it called now it was like generation's Generations Forged is the third part of it that's coming down the line.
0: Was it Generations Fractured?
1: That's right. Yeah, that's it. So it was like a it was like a story that started in another book and then it gets this one shot this like 80 page I think it's like 80 page giant and I guess Generations Forged will be too. Um but like this is one of the coolest things that I'm excited about being able to do because the whole idea of it is like it's like going through time and picking out the characters from like certain eras of their life. So like they get Batman from like golden age Batman. He's got like the purple gloves and the old school suit. And so that's the Batman we're dealing with. And I've always loved that book, but it's also just a super fun story. And you're like bouncing through time, picking up characters and dealing with this with Dominus, um, who's not a new character, but I hadn't heard of Dominus until this book. Um, and I know that like when Batman Superman picks back up after future state, like it's, it's the, uh, like golden age Superman and Batman. Like it's, that's the era that the story, at least from what I could tell is set in. And so you have the old school, like the Fleischer Superman cartoons where he's got the, the the S logo has like the black, filled in background and i've always loved that logo so you're getting like these old school i think that's what they're doing they might be doing like the more of the shield looking as opposed to the um your classics i can't remember which one it is i might get get a mixed up either way it's like these old school eras of these heroes which when they were talking about 5g is something i was excited about because i was like yeah it seems confusing and a lot of people were pushing back but i was like this seems cool to me to be able to go tell a Wonder Woman story and have a series for Wonder Woman set in like World World War II or, you know, set way back then without the advances of, like, technology and to do the same with Batman and do the same with Superman. And, like, I think that's a cool, I don't know, opportunity. So I'm glad that they're still kind of messing with that as opposed to just throwing the whole idea away that they were doing. So now it's kind of like these writers can set it. Whenever they want, if they want to go set a Batman story, you know, the reigns are kind of off in a certain way as far as time goes because it's like, it's whatever this omniverse, this timeline, it's just, it's all these different, it just is what it is. It's like almost everything is else worlds now, which means everything's on the table, which can get confusing too, but like, I don't know. To me, that's exciting because I'm like, Cool, so I don't have to sit here and scratch my head about continuity all the time I was because No ready. one Bring seems up. to get a handle on it now It's like just decide where this is taking place and stick to it and you're good. Like, you know,
0: so yeah, that's cool here, here lately i've been watching batman beyond and I, it just kind of dawned on me and you know I started reading rereading the uh, rebirth run of batman beyond which was a pretty solid run in my opinion as well because I mean, Batman Beyond is one of my shows from when I was a kid that I didn't realize was a comic book until then. Um, But when I started reading it, I'm like, okay, they're mentioning stuff in this story that we've actually picked up, you know, even back with the Tom King era of Batman. But now there's so much shit that has happened since then that they're not mentioning. I'm just like, okay, so how the hell does this really tie in to this world so now they're basically saying that the Batman Beyond uh, stories could be a different earth after all so that's yeah. what's making it you know so much better and as far as the Wonder Woman like being told different stories through different periods of time that would actually help uh, the people who are only interested in watching the movies get into the books as well because they're gonna be like oh shit Wonder Woman and now uh, World War one I? I remember that from the movie yeah Let me check this out, see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. I think it would be cool, too, to, like... I mean, you know, it's been talked about a little bit with, like, Zack Snyder's Justice League as far as, like, filling out that world in in graphic novel or comic book form in some way as opposed to, like, having to rely on, you know, huge budget filmmaking. Like, fill out a lot of that world with comic books and stuff, and it's kind of like, you know marvel does that and like the star wars universe that's been happening for a long time but like they kind of brought in some of the fan fiction in and like decided what was continuity and what wasn't um but they have comic books all these comic books for star wars i mean they're so fucking many and they have a reign i, I am not reading hardly any of them i've, I've been getting the darth vader series because i read the first few issues of that like this is fucking great um so they're stacking up now of course but Um, But apparently it's all in continuity and they've got some sort of a handle on that. And it's kind of like, well, that makes sense. So, like, why not have like, comic books set in the like, movie Wonder Woman universe that can just fit in. They skip through time with these. That's like it can kind of fit wherever. And you don't even have to be that careful anymore about, like, where you put the story and how to do it because there's ways around everything. So it's like, just expand on that, you know, IP and go for it. Like, So, you, again, same for, like, any of the characters in the DC Universe live-action movies, including, but not limited to, like, yeah. the Michael Keaton things. You know, all that, like, is still there, but they're not mining that those franchises for comic value, which, I don't know. Maybe they, for some reason, think that it wouldn't make money, but I'm like, I would be buying that all day. Like, that would be, like... Me?
0: You know how many of us actually read the comments? Read the comments growing up, and at least know some of the stories. We'd be we'd be all over that shit all day. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, just like it was funny to me because, um, you know the, the the movies aspect. You know, me being a guy who reads comic books, you know, I I like hearing about the books more than I like hearing about the movies. Yeah. But one of the things that was really starting to to get annoying, and not 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 annoying to the point where, you know. I started like really like start ignoring people but one of the things that was like maybe annoying isn't a word but I just got sick of seeing about how everyone was so hyped up for you know Wonder Woman 1984 and yeah. as you and the rest of TPG knows I was not wanting to watch that movie I had no okay. desire to Uh the Aries Thornberry at the end of the first movie just kind of didn't do it for me well <laughs> after you say Thornberry. Yeah, a- Aries Thornberry.
1: Yeah, that's funny. It,
0: I like the movie. Was the first like movie. That Yeah, no, you're I gonna don't. see. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because like now every time I see him, I see is like uh, Nigel Thornberry with a big ass helmet on his head. But uh, the the movie with the first movie was good until that reveal, and I didn't like the way they 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 could have done that so much better. But that ruined the whole movie for me. Where I've only watched Wonder Woman one time. I've never watched it more than once.
1: See, I love it. And, like, I remember in the theater, I was like, this just kind of seems a little weird for where this movie was going. It kind of seems strange that, like... I guess it just struck me as weird that, like, you know, it's the god of war, but he's got to, like, put on armor? Like, to fight... Which, I mean, it looked cool. Uh, You know, I get the aesthetic of it, but, like, it didn't really... I was just like, why does he, he doesn't need all this armor. And first of all, it's not like it's armor of the gods. He's pulling metal from all the stuff that's already been destroyed to cover his body. And it's like, this is just kind of a weird idea. And Patty Jenkins was on, uh, Mark Marin's podcast what the fuck with Mark Marin. And she actually talked about that. She was like, the original ending of the movie is like, it's not this like crazy, like epic, or, like, you know battle it's it's more of like you know the war it's it's not the god of war it's actually this is what men this is what mankind does like they battle against each other battle doesn't stop because you've you know taken on the god of war and the god of war doesn't have to put on a bunch of armor he's just this guy in a top hat with a cane pretending he you know it's just like that was the scary part it's like the monster is not doesn't look like a monster it's a man it's like that's not like a new idea but it was supposed to be more of an intimate sort of like ending of like oh, so I was naive to think that the God of War is what causes war, and when in fact it's just people having these problems. Because if you think about it, it really doesn't make sense. Like, if she defeated the God of War and that's what stops the war and everyone's hugging all of a sudden, then there's no more problems ever, right? But, like, that doesn't really make any sense because it's, like, it is it is kind of a bizarre ending. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it, It's but it's just, like, you can tell that they had to rush reshooting that. It's, like, the CGI isn't great and, like... It's just, I don't know. There, I, this, she ended up saying, like, the studio was like, no, we have to have like a big epic battle to close this out. So they had to, like, rush back and,
0: you know, shoot it, so... I think that's where a lot of these superhero movies are starting to fall short, is they automatically think that because it's a superhero movie that it's got to have this big, massive fucking climax at the end of the movie. And, you know, Joker proves that that's not the case. You don't okay. have to have a huge, massive like explosion at the end to make a phenomenal super or comic book movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And which yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, it is but it's also too like sort of how are you because to me, like Joker's ending, like that sort of final act, it is very tense. It is a very tense like oh, climax is, for the movie. And it's like it's a crazy it is explosive, but I know exactly what you mean. It it's not in the sense that you think of your comic book there's not a big battle there's not like you know some supervillain villain that or whatever it's like they built attention the a completely different way because they didn't treat it like a superhero movie so that's what is kind of works it's like you're right it's like they don't you don't have to you don't have to do that you know and there's I, it's cool to try new things and do <laughs> things a different way and in joker's case it it really paid off
0: <laughs> like and i always like to dollars. i always like to bring it up like it's always funny because when people sit there and watch Joker, the people that you know, well, holy shit! I always ask them the question, and it blows their mind. Did any of it ever happen? And they they look at me for a minute. They're just like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, if you think about it, you see him getting arrested, then you see him getting dragged out of the car, and then he's painting the blood on his fa- or painting a smile on his face with his blood, and then it immediately cuts to him being in the uh, mental institution again." Like when did he get locked up? For all you know, it could be a guy who read one too many Batman comics that thought that that was his life and was talking to the therapist, and that was the story that he was telling the therapist. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, "You son of a bitch!" I, I, yeah, yeah. Probably think too hard on that.
1: Well, and it's what kind of leaves it like. I actually never really thought about that. Like, when did he actually? When did he get locked up after all these this this uprising of? you know all this writing and stuff that he had sort of inspired um yeah when did they come how was all that subdued first of all and then like how did they get him i never really thought about that aspect of it so that's a fuck that's a good point <laughs> but uh, uh the idea of whenever he's like it's like when you see like bruce's parents shot in the alley and it's like what does he uh, what does he say though he's like i just thought it he like laughs and she's like, what is it? And he's like, he says like he wouldn't get it or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And I never really, I never really necessarily understood that. But was that like maybe com- sort of like a, a confirmation of what you're saying is like seeing it as like, I don't even know how I'm trying to say it now, like creating that is that it, reality is- of like this Batman you know I, I don't know it's it's like well, and in my mind too, it's like is he seeing what we're seeing, or is he just off talking about something else? like you know, like it because it it sort of plays as if in his mind he's thinking of little Bruce standing there with his dead parents, but he's not the one that killed his dead parents. He wasn't there. he didn't see that, so like
0: not unless you got the deleted scene there was supposedly a deleted scene that had uh, Arthur. Pulling the trigger on the parents. Huh. I don't know Is how it... much of that's true because I've never actually seen it, but it was a speculation that there was supposedly a deleted scene where Arthur followed them into the alley because of his hatred towards Thomas Wayne and he was the one that shot him. Hmm. I have okay. just completely fucked you up with that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's like, it's one of those things like, that'd be interesting. I could see them like having that as a potential, like, way the story would go and then be like well what if he doesn't do that what if he does confront thomas wayne but it's just like it's more of like casually but also very weird because it's in the bathroom and like all this stuff about him being his dad like so as opposed to doing like that 1989 joker thing let's do the so yeah i don't know i can see them doing that but it's like if it's deleted it's kind of like does it doesn't does it apply you know i don't know yeah that's weird um that's interesting so i need i need to watch it again i haven't watched it since theaters uh i've talked about it a lot with like friends and stuff but i have never gone back to rewatch the whole thing i started it with my wife and she kept falling asleep um and it's not (laughs) her fault because we don't get time to watch movies until late at night and by that time we're exhausted so um uh yeah i need to watch that again i'd love to sort of revisit and kind of see a different take on it because
0: and if you Man. actually see what I'm talking about, then you yeah. have something to go back to the next Squadcast Media meeting and be like, "Hey, Scott and Tim, if I got something for you to think about." <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott's probably a... got that shit in his brain, anyways.
1: Yeah, probably so. And, and like, they did a review on it, um, but I don't. It's been obviously been a long time, so I don't really remember what their sort of take was. And a lot of this kind of stuff is like, you do these sort of off the cuff. Like, and everybody tries to watch the movie multiple times before doing the reviews but like it's usually a couple of times really close together so there's not a lot of like the movie doesn't marinate at least for me i'm just i can't speak for everybody but i know that we everybody tries to watch them really close together um so for me it's like it doesn't have the time to marinate and like really have those conversations of like seeing it in these different ways um so like off the cuff like i mean jesus christ me and jordan's justice league review was like glowing you know what i mean like we were just like so stoked because it was like oh we're getting a justice league and granted you know a lot of the information we weren't even cued in to the sort of like the re- like things that people did know at the time about what was going on behind the scenes we didn't know that we knew that it was weird stuff and like it wasn't a Zack snyder movie clearly but like we no. were just jazzed because it's like it's justice league hooray like we're trying to be really positive and like
0: it's so uh, hard know, with and, that movie to be positive i mean we got well, the a time i was just like ready
1: you know i yeah. was just like i just want it, and I'm, it is, and I'm just gonna make myself enjoy it and like just i think probably a lot of it is like being in denial too of like <laughs> oh yeah there's lots of jokes that's funny yeah oh, god uh yeah and then as we move along and more information started coming out and stuff it was just like i can't watch that fucking movie like <laughs> i
0: just can't yeah, yeah. we need to we need to give a moment of silence for Scott and Tim. Speaking of, because they just watched that movie for the show, for their show, getting plastered, and it still wasn't good.
1: Enough. Yeah, I still I gotta wa- I still have to watch it. I re- I was I started listening to the podcast version, and I was like, you know, this isn't no, this isn't gonna work. Like I, uh, I need to watch it with them, like watching their their video. Uh, Scott
0: was lit by the end, dude. Yeah,
1: well, I saw somebody was making, on Twitter, somebody was making gifts of them. There was one of, like, Tim, like...
0: Yeah, it was like... Uh, uh, and, uh, and then, like, there's <laughs> one of Scott, like just like
1: trying to take a shot or something. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking oh, so it I so
0: bad it. for them, dude. Cause I know oh, yeah. they were so hung over the next day.
1: Oh man. I gotta, I gotta do that. Um, but yeah, that's DC film squad cast, by the way.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> they did the, they did a commentary, there. like watch along for the, the 2017 version of justice league. Uh, so it's, uh, it's definitely interesting, but, um, uh, yeah, I just, my thing is just like, cause I, and I saw it come up cause I was like, I'm not watching that movie again before, if, if ever again, like, but then I kind of thought it was like, well, it might be interesting to go back and watch that before, like right before, you know, the new one comes out. Um, and I kind of would see people post about that on Twitter. Like, should I rewatch it? You know, in a couple of weeks, like we still don't have the date. We just go, I think March is what the idea of when it's coming out is but that's not even i don't think necessarily confirmed but well ray fisher said something about march anyway um i've seen people being like should i do it and everyone's like don't do that to yourself
0: i'm like i don't i'm gonna see if i can find it say they might they might actually have posted something about it yeah i don't um no that all they say is march 2021
1: yeah i i think that they're about to start rolling out a bunch of stuff i think we're about to get a, a like just an explosion of information about the movie on, like, a new trailer, though. Because, like, now, you know, Wonder One eighty four has had time to sit and, like, it's about to leave HBO Max. It's still gonna be at theaters for a couple of months. And, like, if it comes out in March, we're getting down to that, that wire of, like, okay, well, you know, it, that's kind of what Warner does and like, DC is, like, the month before the movie comes out, they just slam. So, um... I'm, as, you know, I'm assuming we're about to get the next trailer, and a release date. Um, it was confirmed to be now a, a four-hour movie and not the series, and then a movie yeah. structure. Let's, so,
0: let's talk about that for a minute. The people that are bitching because it's a four-hour movie, these are the same people that will literally sit there and binge three seasons of How to Catch a Killer, like all day it's, long. But they're saying a the four-hour movie. Yeah, a four-hour movie that you could pause. Anytime you want to,
1: to do you, go do, do whatever you've got to do. Do you watch, like, uh, Dave the Film Junkie and, like, Chris Wong Swinson on YouTube? They're, like, they're big into, the, like, the Snyder, you know, release the Snyder Cut, you know, movement and stuff. And, like, Tim and Scott go on their shows. And uh, Dave the Film Junkie is the one that has, like, the vodka streams on yeah. uh, YouTube. Um, well, Chris Wong Swinson? he has Ping Pong Flicks is the name of his show. He did a really funny video. You should check out. Um And it's called "It's Not a Vision." Yeah, the remote. Yeah, It's, like I saw it's, that. A, it's yeah. the remote where it's like, dude. I mean, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like did, this, all his like, re, like recreating like sitting on the toilet and like getting out and trying like, don't you wish you could just pause the movie so you don't miss anything? It's like, <laughs> dude, it was just so good. Like, um, But yeah, I know. It's it's I I started seeing like. It, it always happens this way for me i never actually see the real complaint i always see people either reposting uh, screenshots or retweeting people's comment um about people being like you know really expect us to sit through a four-hour movie
0: it's I just like it's mostly for clickbait like most oh most god it's got likes be. because it, as much as people have put into this snyder cut i don't think anybody's gonna give a shit if it's four hours, six hours, eight hours I don't, they just no. wanna see the damn movie
1: No, yeah, yeah, the people complaining about it are not the people that were pushing for the movie to come out, Fuck like no. I mean, obviously, cause it's, but it's just like I've seen a lot of reposts of screenshots and whatnot too of a bunch of people that are complaining about the time and like, on, it's like the same people in like a screenshot next to it, it's like, here's them complaining about a four hour movie Next to it is them being like, I saw Avengers in game, a three-and-a-half-hour movie, in theaters like six times or whatever. Yeah. And it's just
0: like – First off, why did you you're watch game to... that many times?
1: <laughs> Look, I, watched I love the twice. I See, I haven't watched it twice. I watched it the one time in theaters, and I loved it at a great time. Uh, I, I'm, I've been invested in that universe um, since it started, uh, and I thought it was a great sort of cap to the era. And like, it was, there was a lot of good emotional things in there. I I love the movie. Um, I just, I I even own it. I just never went back to watch it again. It's just weird. Like, I like most of the Marvel movies, but I just don't really ever go back to watch them again. I don't know why that is. Like, I just, it's just so strange. Like, I'll even start them and I just never really finish it. It's not, again, it's not, they're bad. I just, it just doesn't have the, I don't know. The pull I think I've back to me.
0: Guardians, then. the most.
1: Uh, that actually, that's actually for me too. I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one.
0: The uh, soundtrack a few is what times. sold me with that movie. And then when I found out how funny it was, I was like, I got to stick with this. This is yeah. good shit right here. Yeah.
1: And I, I think a lot of that too for me was like, I was a fan of James Gunn um, prior to him making that movie. And So when I found out he was doing one of these, I was like, that's pretty weird. Like, he does, like, small, low-budget movies. So what's he going to do with this big-budget, huge cast? And, like, I mean, I don't know. People complain about the humor and stuff. I think that he knows how to do it. The second one got a little too much for me, at least. But, like,
0: um... I think the thing that won me over with that one, that made that one so better, was the end. Because, I mean, how many movies are you going to see where, uh... The fight scene, the final fight scene is uh, the song playing is Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was perfect. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That was damn good.
1: Yeah, I, and I liked the second one. I just, it was one of those things where like you could tell they were really trying to hammer, hammer the jokes, and it just didn't feel, some of it didn't feel like James Gunn. Drax. And then, honestly, now that like you say that, it might have just been him. Like... And I liked him in the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It might have just been him in the second. Because it's like, yeah, I feel like in my mind in the second one, this may just be on me, though. In my mind in the second Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like every scene he, like, pops in for a second to say something jokey and then goes out. (laughs) And it's like, what? I mean, some of it's funny and some of it it, it, to me is not at all. Um, But, like, yeah, I think that was the appeal for Guardians for me that was James Gunn because I loved that movie Super with Rain Wilson and Kevin Bacon and Liv Tyler. Uh, it has a great soundtrack too. They actually filmed it where I live uh, in Shreveport, oh, sure. Louisiana. Um, <laughs> that movie's is awesome. Uh, and then he had Slither and he wrote Dawn of the Dead remake that Zack Snyder directed.
0: Yeah, and, that's what I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. And so like that was like, and that movie is awesome. It's like I've always been at the top of my like horror remakes like list of like This one's really fucking good, Um, and as a fan of the original, like I was like, "That's cool." They did their own thing with it, but it sort of follows the formula. Um, So yeah, I just I liked James Gunn a lot, and then
0: I'm actually hyped for Suicide Squad. Do I? I'm actually hyped for the Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too, man. I'm uh, I I I think taking the sort of reins off of off of uh trying to keep it i mean trying to keep it pg13 like uh, you know i don't know what he's going to do with the, again a big budget like ensemble cast like but allowed to go really far into an r rating and kind of and i mean he said on multiple occasions that like dc was like you can literally kill any of these characters literally any of the characters in the movie you can kill them <laughs> like he was like and he was like and i mean anybody so like yeah, that's might get just Harley of,
0: Quinn die. I know, right?
1: It's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things. I'm like, is he being as real? But he's gone out of his way several times. But, like, no, trust me, they said anyone. So it's kind of like, I guess, now that they're doing the multiverse thing, they can just say, this was on Earth 35 or whatever. But, like, um, that's kind of exciting for me because, like, his R-rated movies are pretty crazy.
0: Like... Dude, Brightburn?
1: Shake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot he was was he like a producer and like i think he had like siblings that like wrote i can't remember what the thing there was but he was involved
0: in that movie Uh, movie and that was was, so fucking good it was good man i liked it a lot God damn that movie was good yeah i was better it was better than it had any right to be right like honestly yeah
1: it was cool man and uh like i don't know the closing credits of like during the credits i guess when you're starting to see this sort of expanded world of you know all the the other sort of characters that can kind of
0: michael roker is the news reporter talking about the deep sea creature and then the young girl with the rope that hangs people and
1: yeah yeah it's like
0: jesus all the
1: heroes are evil it's like the boys sort of idea um but yeah uh yeah, we were again, yeah, we were talking about like in game and stuff like that. I was just saying, like, I, I really enjoyed that movie and like three and a half hours, like is fine. And a lot of people that complain about the four hour Justice League who aren't gonna like it anyway, they are gonna go in to like hate watch the movie for whatever reason are gonna like you know, complain about that. And it's just ridiculous. And you well, put it best like too. The we're beer. in this we're in the we're in the, everybody it's like common it's it's mainstream to say like talk about binging a show like you're right they're just trying to get they're trying to get attacked so that they can go play victim and be like oh my god i'm being attacked by snyder (laughs) fanboys that is just like you shouldn't
0: have been saying shit
1: dude i mean it happens i see i fucking see it every day it's like whatever oh here we go this asshole is gonna make a four-hour movie make a sit through blah 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 and people were like no one's going to make you sit through that, dude. You don't have to watch the movie. And then they're like, oh, my God, I'm being attacked.
0: I'm being yeah. attacked. It, it, here's my thing, man. Whatever happened to the good old days where if you don't like it or you don't want to watch it, just don't bring it the fuck up. Right. I mean, it's that, that was, uh... Oh It is. You would think so. Um, Not this day and age. Holy yeah, shit. I mean, there's
1: obviously exceptions, I think, to the rule, clearly. Like, I mean, we're talking about Justice League for fuck's sake, but, like, it was always, like, with, with like, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, uh, I mean, Suicide Squad, I mean, people, and it's really, like, a lot of the long, uh like, slow burn, takes years and years and years of people just, like, screaming and yelling about these movies, it's, like, for some reason, Zack Snyder is, like, the one that Gets the brunt of the shit talking, like people still are. Like, we'll just randomly put like post like shit talking Batman v Superman. Like, it's it came out in 2016. It is 2021. What are you doing? Like, don't Batman v
0: Superman was 2016? Yeah,
1: because yeah, and then Justice League came out. Uh, Batman v Superman was 2016. I think Suicide Squad was also 2016. We had Wonder Woman in 2017. No. I can't remember the timing on that one, but Justice League came out in 2017, November of
0: 2017. Okay. So, see, I, yeah. I thought it was longer. I thought it was older than that, but no, you're right. Yeah, BBS right.
1: came out uh, March 29th or something like t- the, that weekend of uh, yeah, 2016. Uh, oh, which, so like, which makes it even crazier now. <laughs> like, people are still bitching about it.
0: Like, yeah, people aren't pleased. You can't please anybody, but yet yeah, these are the same people that are entertained by you know reality TV. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much where I stand with that one. And yeah. you know, it was funny because I remember what I, what I was getting at when I first brought up the Wonder Woman eighty four and the, the fact that people were hyping it up so much. Like they were just, I couldn't even open up Twitter without someone saying like, Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then literally, I had no desire to watch this movie. But when I got up the day after Christmas and saw everybody was just like. That movie was not what I wanted it to be. It was so disappointing. I'm like, well, great. Now I've got to watch this just to make my shit talk relevant. So, (sighs) and it, you know, after a couple of attempts of trying, me and my wife, you know, for the first few minutes of the movie, I think the first 30, 45 minutes of the movie, it was slow. So, we were ripping on it a little bit but it was shortly after Barbara got her powers that we started to like sit there and pay attention, and holy shit, that movie was the reverse yeah. of uh, the first one because where the first one I loved all the way up until the end, mm-hmm. this one I did not like the beginning, but the second that Barbara got her powers all the way to the end, dude, it was it was fucking amazing. I loved it, especially yeah. the... the uh, and, you know, Wonder Woman's getting ready to go out Monday. They're getting ready to take it off HBO Max, so if you haven't watched it by now... That that's on you. Yeah, you've had every opportunity to watch it at home for free. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it, that part at the end when Maxwell Lord runs into his son. I know you and me talked about fuck, it. A lot dude, dude. When uh, he walks up to his son and says, "You'll never have to make a wish to get me to love you." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck." Dude. I look over at my wife. My wife is crying. I'm like, got tears coming down. I'm like, "No, nah, fuck."
1: Yeah,
0: DC <laughs> got my ass.
1: Yeah, they got me. Like, they got me with like, like Diana, like having to say goodbye to Trevor, and it's like in the trailer where he's like, you know what you have to do, and like this if you didn't get when me. you see that in the trailer, it's like you know what he's probably talking about. Like he, everybody, I I think I don't think anyone could like watch. It's like Steve is back in some unnatural way, clearly. So it's like you know he would he would be decrepit at that point in time had he survived somehow is it, so, like that's kind of like a a, a given of like it's going to be something unnatural that is going to be like sort of monkey paw thing of it and it's like like the whole like her you know being like i don't i can't say goodbye again like and he's like you don't have to because i'm already gone like i don't know for some reason that got me like i just her performance in that moment is kind of what i was like well goddamn like she killing and Um, like when she walked away like her emotions and her struggle and she was like running down and like her scream as she like throws the last i was like god she killed it man like she's just like yeah so that like that that got me a little bit and then like by the time you know she's like yeah when maxwell lord like leaves the thing and he's like his wish, he gets back and lands, and he's just like looking for his kid. I was just like, dude, this is fucking like heavy. And <laughs> he's just like, when he gets down, he's like, I've been lying to you. Like, I lied to you. I'm, I'm not this great man. I'm a loser. Like, I'm. But you can be better than that. Like, I just like I, he just where he just like lets it all. Out. I just like word vomit has to tell him the truth about everything. And it's just like you know that whole scene just killed me, dude. I mean, I was just like sitting next to my buddy. We went and saw in the theater. Like we have one theater left that's open here. And like, um, like I was just like sitting there in the seat, like turned this way. And I'm like, I've got like just like tears just like I falling can't, I can't on do my this face. Of guys. Yeah. I was like, I can't let him see me, but I know we he can hear it. Um, but like, no, dude, it just that floored me, man. And so like it was there was really good moments in the movie that kind of overpowered. A lot of the sort of cheesy stuff that I was just like, God, man. Because, I mean, I think overall I was a little disappointed in the movie because there was a lot of just like, if you're trying to be cheesy, the whole movie doesn't have the tone of that and it's very inconsistent. Because that's what, like, I brought that up to Tim and Scott and they're like, well, like, that opening mall scene with, like, the, the, uh, the guys that are robbing the thing. Um, they're all overacting and like it's just so silly it's like it's like i'm like is this really bad or are they trying to do because it doesn't have that tone It it's not consistent and you're just kind of like what what are they doing what's it's just just a bad movie with good parts or i don't know what's going on um and so like there's a lot of moments like that though where i'm like you know, the whole body swap thing, but, like, she, she, we see Steve because she's seeing Steve, but does he actually look like Steve? But he doesn't because he looked in the mirror, and it's this guy from, like, Hallmark movies,
0: and he like comes like up Will at the Arnett. end.
1: Do
0: he looked, what? He looked a lot like Will Arnett at one point to me.
1: Really? I didn't pick up on that. That's funny. Um, But, like, that whole closing scene where he, like, walks up, and he's just like, oh, well. Oh, there's so many beautiful things. And she's like, it's just like this awkward, like cheesy Hallmark movie thing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is like <laughs> the most inconsistent movie. I, it's just weird, man. It's it's well, weird, but yeah.
0: I know that it is uh, what it is. Joey had one thing that he griped about, and he said that uh, he griped about the fact that Barbara renounced her wish, but I try to explain- i try to explain to him I've never read up until future state I have never read a Wonder Woman comic book, okay my wife has, and she explained it to me that cheetah doesn't always stay in cheetah form, okay, and she so says she has a human form that she she just it, it hurts her to be in human form apparently hmm. uh, but she can be in human form but she technically made two wishes she made the first wish on the stone itself which was to be Mm -hmm. like diana which is what gave her the powers she made the wish to maxwell lord to be the apex predator so if she renounced her wish to that then wouldn't she still be able to have diana's powers and still in turn be cheetah
1: i mean yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, the the giveaway that she renounced her wish is that she's just back in, it's just weird though, because she's back in like human form, but she's wearing the clothes she was wearing before she became Cheetah, but she's out on a rock somewhere, but, but when she was Cheetah, she was just covered in fur, I, it was just weird, I didn't really understand what was going on there, I was like, is, w- w- I almost kind of wish they just would have like, not, showed her again i know it was just weird it was kind of confusing um i didn't know that about cheetah being able to switch back and forth um because i've I've only read the the rebirth um the rebirth run which was like the year one would be one issue and then present day would be the next and then we kind of go back and forth um so you had barbara minerva in there and then you would have it cheetah anyway so that's interesting i'd be curious to like check that out because maybe that's something they could go with you're right i mean it's like if if the if the cheetah form is taken away because maxwell lord renounced his wish then yeah it's like she could still have the powers of diana because she
0: she never was the
1: rock but he it's like he renounced his wish, so he wouldn't be the rock. So does the rock still exist?
0: Yeah, and there's if it so many Questions, then, dude.
1: Yeah, it, it's a little weird, but like, it, I mean, it still leaves it open ended, I guess, for like, you know, Cheetah down the line.
0: I still love the movie. I still really enjoyed it. But then again, I'm also one that enjoyed Shazam, where a lot of people like Birds of Prey, and I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like, like Shazam. Shazam.
1: Yeah, I like Shazam. I think it fit the the character. I don't know. I, I, people that hate on it that, like, are huge, like, Snyder fans, like, and I'm not knocking on them. Like, I think that, like, they just wanted a more consistent universe where I don't think it was ever sort of even even in original stages. I don't know that it was ever meant to be. Every movie has the vibe of Batman v Superman, you know? Like, uh, you well, know, I, sure. I could see it being a little bit more goofy than it, maybe it was originally intended. I don't know. But, like, I think it fits... The character uh, i don't know yeah you could go super dark with shazam but like i don't know i think it worked
0: just fine yeah, so you can't so that's, that's what i like about dc more than marvel it's because a lot of marvel seems to be a like more more light even in some of their biggest darkest stories it still got a little bit of light to it where mm-hmm. dc you either have dark or you have light there is really yeah. no room for the gray area yeah with dc and that's what i enjoy so where yes i don't think that you can make a uh extreme incredibly accurate batman story batman movie without it being border borderline rated r at least mm-hmm you could still have the good light-hearted pg-13 stuff just like i would make a flash movie pg-13 maybe mm-hmm. not flashpoint because there's a lot of war that goes on at the end of that yeah but yeah, yeah. i mean there's you can make a flash movie and make it pg-13 you can make uh you can make a green lantern movie a pg-13 movie mm-hmm. superman pg-13 but like you know batman um even some cases, some of the Aquaman stories where he goes deeper into the trenches where you get the more scarier looking beasts at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. You know, that would have to be a rated R. Obviously Justice League Dark. Something yeah. like that. that. That that stuff would be rated R. And yeah. that's where DC has the upper hand because where Marvel's just pretty much got Blade Punisher and Deadpool, there's literally a whole list of Heroes and characters to choose from from DC that you can make rated R mm-hmm. and make it gritty for the people that are old enough to appreciate it. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm okay with you making a PG-13 movie for these, but you know, maybe do it in a way to where we can get like an unrated version of it later on down the line for the people that wanted to see how it was supposed to be envisioned. Yeah. Like if you're doing the long Halloween as a live action movie yes give us a pg-13 movie so you know if we have kids that like batman and want to see a good batman story if it's done properly we could be like well this book was really good you know watch this movie with us but then you know when it comes out on uh blu-ray give us the unrated version for the adults that want the ruggedness and every single bloody death that was in that movie 2 Face Mm -hmm. actually being created kind of thing
1: yeah I mean, that was the route they went with BVS. I mean, you know, before it even hit theaters, it was already like an interview with Zack Snyder of like, yeah, when when it hits Blu-ray, it's gonna be there's it's gonna be an R-rated version that's like 30 minutes longer. So they were already like pushing that narrative of like, you're gonna see the real movie, you know, on when it hits iTunes and then Blu-ray and all that stuff, but you'll still have the theatrical one um, that no
0: one gives a shit about. Right. I
1: mean, at this point, it's kind of like. I think it's pretty clear like the better version of that movie and I like the theatrical one but like I mean once I it was at like on a work night it hit iTunes like at midnight and I had an alarm set on my phone and I got the fuck up and I went and bought it (laughs) and I watched that movie and like woke up I like went to bed obviously when it was over I think I probably ended up I had to download it, and then, like, of course, like, I'm getting, like, snacks and everything. So I probably didn't even start it till like, 1. So then three and a half hours later, I'm going to bed, getting up early for work the next day. But, like, I've never been so happy to wake up the next day and be like, holy shit, like, that was crazy. That movie was nuts. Like, that was so... And I saw the theatrical version five times in theaters and, like, to watch this new version. And in my mind, it's not like they just through new scenes in either it was like no the framing of the movie was a little different like certain things happen in different orders and there's certain it it, it's a little bit of a different you know not different story necessarily but it's just a different it's told a little bit differently um so it's a it's a kind of a cool thing to do i think that's you're right it's like i think that you just kind of need to make i don't know that's what the the filmmaker needs to also being on that because i know that bvs was cut down to what it was kind of against you know <laughs> the wishes of of the the creative team uh i mean they were able to make something that like critics didn't like but most most people um i i feel like people are gonna be like what do you mean most people that movies generally generally hated and i'll be like go to twitter and find the people that like that movie and then start following that because you'll start seeing the legions of fans, like audience, people that care about Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't, I don't. But it is an interesting gauge to, like, go look at the critic score and then look at the audience score. Because generally the audience is, knows what's up, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, just like with they Joker. They don't have an
1: agenda. They either just like it or they don't, you know.
0: Yeah, I think with Joker, critics didn't like Joker because they said it was too depressing i guess
1: well it was weird it started it started like high like the critics were raving and like it it had like it what was the it had some film festival that it played at got like a standing ovation at the end and it was just like that was
0: yeah that was overseas france i think
1: and then the someone was trying to tear the movie down, which I'll be honest, was probably Warner, somebody at Warner Brothers. I I'd come out now that Walter Hamada tried to stop them from making that movie after they had started making the movie because he didn't want this R-rated Joker movie and clearly was wrong because it made a bunch of money um, and was good. Uh, but, you know, the hate campaign started because it was like, this is an incel movie. I'm, I'm terrified to go see this in theaters because I'm afraid that there might be shooting. Like, and there were so many, like blue checkmark, like people that were like, um, what is, I can't remember who it was, and it doesn't matter. It was just some self-righteous person that was like, for all the people that are killed in theaters when Joker's release, the blood is on your hands. And he like named like Todd Phillips and You know, it's
0: like blood and is like there that's was a serious a thing to say, issue.
1: and not one problem. Yeah,
0: not there was not one person who yeah. went home and felt depressed and had to end themselves. There was not one person yeah. that felt the need to go out and, you know, re and like recreate <laughs> what happened at the end of that movie. Yeah, there there they were like, nothing. it's
1: going to incite incel violence. I'm like. OK, cause <laughs> so can we all now look at those things, try not to have a short memory, people and look at those people saying those things and say. Their opinions are invalid from now on. So, because they're yeah, clearly really? just trying to get attention. Like you were saying earlier, it's, it's clickbait stuff. It's attention. They want to yeah. be attacked so that then they can play the victim and say, see, I was right.
0: I mean, but, yeah, this is not a movie that I would play for kids just because it's got a Batman character in it. But the people that sit there and say, oh, this movie's too dark, too too violent. You know, same assholes that praise Deadpool. Right. And Deadpool was 10 times worse than this.
1: Yeah, I mean, and because it was, I mean, Deadpool was making a comedy of it.
0: Yeah, and you know, know, that's the thing though. Like, it's it's all in how you view it because where Deadpool, he he was just a killer. He was just a mercenary doing what he did to get what he wanted. But everybody that was killed by Arthur and Joker, in my opinion, was incredibly justified. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Let me let me let me reiterate I know what I'm, you not, mean. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, if you're getting picked on or if you've got something fucked up, you should kill the person. No. Yeah. I'm saying that with what he was going through, you know, to say like from a viewer standpoint, I couldn't stand the people that he was that he did that to. Let me let me yeah. just I'm not gonna go out and kill anybody by any means, but the people yeah. in the movie got what they deserved, as he yeah. said at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, you definitely like you, you see the sort of thinking and the point of view that like a character like that would be coming from, which is the point of the movie. And that's the thing is like with Joker, <clears throat> the Joker, you can replace Joker, Gotham City, and the Waynes with any character, with any original character that's not tied to a comic thing. And it's just still the same story. Like it's, it, it still has the same tone and everything. And it's just the differences. It's like, well, we're going to call it Joker, put it in Gotham City and have the Waynes and like set it in the, you know whatever 80s or 70s or whatever it's set but like you know and it's just and then it becomes just a like completely new way of making these comic book movies which is cool to me um yeah i mean it's it's weird when you start looking at things like that like the hate campaign against joker that came out of nowhere after all this positive stuff it was like okay this is clearly like some people are someone's trying to stop this movie from being successful so like they're being very extreme again like saying people are gonna die and i'm like what do you know that we don't know are you going to go kill people in a theater like what the fuck are you talking about like <laughs> how can you just say someone's gonna shoot up a theater don't go like to me that's like immediately red flag there's no fear of like oh this is gonna happen it's like oh you're like trying to shut something down like without even have you even seen the movie probably not but It's weird. The politics of those things is so strange, especially with, like, the Ray Fisher stuff that's coming up, that's been coming out, I mean, um, and all that, which we don't have to get into the deep details because it's so much, but, like, it's crazy. And when you start seeing the politics and how they maneuver to try to push back against – it's just – it's – they're not even good at pushing back against the accusations. They're bad at lying about it. You know what I mean? The covering of it is just so –
0: I don't know but it's it's more like it's that weird. meme that i posted in our group chat um where it has uh it says at the top it says uh anytime dc releases a movie trailer and it's got like a white wall you see a fist busting through it you see chris hemsworth stick his head through the whole time yeah fuck that movie <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it is like anybody like and it says well it says it has chris hemsworth's head but like above it it says like uh average film goers it's pretty much everybody just because it's got dc's name on it, they're gonna shit on it i mean that's just the way it goes and yeah. you know us being dc guys we we kind of just become so used to it that it's numbing to us now yeah. like we just brush it off like oh well fuck you
1: um i actually i do have a point a point, but i've i got a piece so bad dude i'm telling you I'm <laughs> fucking, uh i want to one sec you're right i get distracted so easily i'm <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to write down <laughs> what the point was. Pay real quick and then and come back. Uh one sec. No, I was gonna say like as as far as like the like the DC thing and the like, general audiences, I don't even think it's like general audiences that don't like it. Like, I think it's kind of a false narrative that like the movies are failures and you see that in headlines all the time of like will this movie save the DC universe? And that comes out after, like, a movie that just made a billion dollars and, like, has decent reviews or has great audience reaction, it's like every DC the movie that comes out, there's a bunch of headlines that say, will this save the DCEU? It's like, it doesn't need saving. They're, they're making billions and billions of dollars for Warner Brothers. Like, people are clearly going to see the movies. Like, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman was not a failure. It, it didn't make a billion, but it was right on the cusp. That's a shitload of money.
0: like it's still may would it like, more than what it put in.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, like, it, like, hit, like, 900 million. I mean, it got close to, it was right at a billion. But people are like, well, it should have been. I'm like, well, I mean, you can t- talk hypothetically all you want. The thing is, that the movie was made not like other superhero movies. It was intentionally made as a different type of thing, a different storytelling mechanism, uh, and and look at these types of characters. Like, they knew they were making a different thing when they went in. They weren't... I think that, like, everyone was just expecting Marvel, you know what I mean? Um, But, like, yeah, the movies, they make money. And, like, people can look at Shazam! like Birds of Prey and be like, well, they didn't make all that much money. It's like, well, they didn't spend a lot of money on the movies either. They're low-budget movies um that, like, have their place in the universe, but, like, they weren't made to be, you know. And Joker was a... Low-budget movie, too, but that is an anomaly to me. That movie, like, is, yeah. But, like, Birds of Prey and Shazam is obviously different. I think Birds of Prey suffered from a title issue, and it should have been called Harley Quinn something from the beginning. Uh, And then Shazam is, at this point in time, like a little-known character. But now, the movie, yeah, didn't make as much as other superhero movies but the the cost was so low that it was a successful movie and it's got a sequel coming and black adam's been off and whatever they're going to do there uh so like yeah i mean people go see the movies it's just there's a lot of marketing uh that go, <laughs> sort of layers that go into it but i don't know it's it's a weird thing but like i i'm glad that like i found myself in a pocket of people that like at least like give the movies a chance and or like them and if they don't like certain movies in it it's not just like screaming and yelling like it just sucks it just sucks fuck dc it's like there's like thought out discussions of like well this is what i don't like about the movie and why it doesn't land with me so like you and me have had that
0: discussion with uh birds of prey i mean you and me have had that exact same discussion here before exactly And we don't we don't jump down each other's throats saying the other one's wrong. We both legitimately have a solid reason for why we didn't like the movie.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, mine's pretty much straightforward. I don't like (laughs) Harley Quinn, but I although I will admit that the Harley Quinn Future State caught me way off guard. That shit was really
1: good, huh? Good.
0: Yeah,
1: it's really cool, man. It's a cool like concept. Um,
0: I I was gonna actually do I. I, I think I've only been, dis, well, I wouldn't say disappointed, but with Future State, I think there's only been one eh, title to me, and that was, it wasn't the whole book, but it was the way they did John Stewart Green Lantern. That was the only one that was, me. Eh.
1: I got you. Yeah, it was like.
0: Now, the um, Jessica Cruz story in that was really fucking good.
1: Yeah, that and was. And they should have ran with that. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the John Stewart one. It was just kind of like, um, it was just kind of like I don't. There's not a lot of story here. It's just sort of like we're battling and things have changed, and that's kind of it.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah, I'm not understanding uh, why it's called Green Lantern though, because there is no more lanterns.
1: Yeah, what are they? The, I the, haven't.
0: I haven't powers. seen why.
1: Yeah. like the power is out for some reason for the green lantern but like and i need to go i need to read it again Um, i'm actually going to tomorrow me and jordan are recording our sort of we're not doing like issue like each issue of future state we're kind of we're catching up and i've i'm mostly caught up i just have a little bit reading to do tomorrow but we're going to just kind of do an overall general talk about future state and like we'll point out certain issues and kind of just talk about where their characters are at and kind of you know how that's going um but uh, yeah, the that was the the Jessica Cruz one is the one that I was I, I when I saw her name on the cover, I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I, I enjoyed the John Stewart one, and then I got to the Jessica Cruz, and it's like I just thought it was so badass because it was like aliens or alien, except for like Jessica Cruz is the alien. <laughs> she's like yeah. just hiding and sneaking around and picking off the bad guys one by one, you know, I and love- she's. I thought it was awesome
0: growth yeah yeah because she's great. she used to she used to would have been the one to be like hide like she's gotta hide at all times but the way that she handled it in this one i'm not going to give too much away was like i'm not in here with you you're trapped in here with me
1: yeah yeah like yeah because in i don't know they can get I like Jessica, Jessica Cruz is one of my favorite characters that happens in the whole into the New 52 and and Rebirth thing. Uh, Green Lanterns uh, the series um, I loved it overall. It towards the end when they started switching up writers, it did get a little bit wonky for me. But again, as as a whole, I really liked it a lot because I like those two characters, um, and they a lot of the writers did deal with her growth I think really well. And this was a really cool sort of chiming in on that like addressing the issues but not being heavy handed it's like no it's like instead of having her like escape into her anxiety and her fears and then have to come out of it it's like no i've overcome that like to the extent well like you said not to spoil it at but like yeah for where the story ends for her in this i, I guess it's a one shot i don't i think it said the end i don't but it's kind of like oh shit like that's fucking awesome um yeah, it was great yeah so that was awesome and then i liked the the guy gardner story at the end of that too yeah that, uh, so that made up hard. that made up for kind of the the uh you know and, and like like i said i like the john stewart thing but it was just kind of like i don't really know what kind of story we're what are we where are we going here but um yeah so that was really cool the um uh, what's the other one man that i was like surprised with Um uh, Harley,
0: yeah, you just already said Harley Quinn. I think uh, uh, one that I really enjoyed, I'll pull, I'll pull up my future state. Grifters,
1: the backup for oh, that was so uh, Dark, Dark Detective, which is like the Bruce story, which I was kind of like, which I, I enjoyed that one. And then it got to Grifters, and I was like, oh my God, dude, this is awesome. It's just like a blast. You know, it's, it's Grifter and and luke fox and it's just like it's the right kind of like funny and it's the right kind of fun and like you know violent and it's just a really i don't know man i'm like give me a ser- i don't even care about grifter but i kind of do now like this
0: is yeah. badass
1: so i was that was the one i was like oh i wasn't i wasn't even gonna read it uh and i just kind of was making myself like you know what i'm no screw it i'm gonna read the back up and like Whatever. And I was like, holy shit, this is a lot better than the Batman story that they had in here. So that was awesome too.
0: Now I'll tell you the one that I absolutely love. It took me a couple of pages to really get drawn into it, but yeah, I was officially just like one hundred percent like, oh shit, at the very, very last page. And I'm pretty sure if you've read it, which you probably have, I'm talking about Teen Titans. That I haven't read that one. Oh man then you don't need to be looking at anything that came out this week at all until you do, because they <laughs> they put that last page in damn near every book. Really? Okay. Not, not like that, but like an advertisement to the previous stories. Like, they put that picture, and it's just like, oh my fucking God, dude, that shit was bananas. I know that... Me, uh, have... me and Jordan I... talked about it on Twitter today, and, uh, you know, he was... I admitted that I was kind of meant with Swamp Thing. It was still good.
1: Yeah, I'm with you.
0: But it was just mm. now yeah. Superman and Metropolis. I really enjoyed. And I he liked was that one on that. I like
1: that one. It was. Um, I was kind of like. I, I, I've been like this for a lot of these. Um. Okay, Teen Titans is going to be. I think we have it saved somewhere. Anyway, uh, like. The only kind of thing that I'm sort of taking with a lot of the future state stuff is like they they're sort of setting up a timeline, like for some of it. So like you have the magistrate that's sort of the Gotham thing. So like some of it's set like a couple of years from now, some of it's set like more than that. And it's just kind of like they are setting up a general timeline for some of it, but some of it you're like kind of jumping out, jumping in without any context. And it's just kind of like I'm I'm a little confused because if, like, John has been Superman this whole time where, you know, they're, like, all against him. I, there's just little things like that. Like, I'm sort of trying to wrap my head around it while also being like, this is a possible future. So, like, just try to just jump into where we're jumping in and enjoy the story. But I did enjoy that one. um, And, but again, it was kind of like, okay, well, Kara's in here and she's like, now she's controlled by this brain thing. Yeah, so it was just kind of like trying to make myself be like, it doesn't really matter where this came from because it literally doesn't exist. <laughs> like that book is not a thing that exists. So just go with the story. But I did like that one. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, that had, where's the fucking book? I liked the, um, the Mr. Miracle I think that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Miracle backup. That was in there, like addressing the sort of being in the dome and like kind of picking up the, the reins of being that character and whatnot. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a really interesting kind of thing that's been happening with one of these characters. And I'm, I'm, that's one of the things I'm curious to see moving forward after Future State is over is like, well, if this is all stuff that's like possible futures where do we go from here are we are we then reverting back to like a more like present day i guess we'll just have to see i'm just like, like i did some of these stories continue from where this left off in the future or are we going back so it would be cool to see that kind of where they're yeah, going from
0: there i would like to see some of these now I, I i it was funny because when they first announced it, the whole reason i wasn't going to get behind future state was because of the cover art some of the cover art just didn't didn't sit right with me, but when I actually started reading the books and looked at the art in the pages, fucking mind-blowing, man. Like Dark Detective was incredible. Yeah. Great. And and the fact that these are I mean, a lot of these writers I've never heard of before. Yeah. But I mean, just like you guys said in uh the last episode of uh DC Comics Squadcast, I want all the John Ridley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's been, uh, he's, he's killer, man. Um, that's I, one that I'm like, I'm curious to see because w- there is going to be a digital first series of the next Batman. So I'm kind of, if it takes place sort of before there's some confusing sort of dialogue that kind of goes along to make me think that like we're going to get a little of before the story that we're reading in future state, maybe, I don't know um the, the whole thing because like dc did the whole reveal of like the next batman is tim fox not you know luke fox like you thought it's tim and it's kind of like okay and then in this one they're still acting like
0: you know who could it be? we don't know
1: who it is apparently it's revealed in the next issue but also like tim it's like my name's not tim it's something else like he says like i'm i go by some something else now i can't yeah. remember what the name was now so it's just kind of well what are we what are we doing? Like, I don't know what's happening, but uh, I still well, liked it. I mean, I'm I'm interested. I'm you know, but uh, I yeah, John Ridley is uh, uh, doing some killer killer work. That um, alternate history book with Black Lightning was
0: really good. God, yes, it was. You guys were the ones that talked about it on one of your episodes, and that's what made me pick it up. And I'm just like, this book is so fucking good, dude.
1: Yeah, it was so like there was so much attention to like to the act. It wasn't like no offense to anybody that enjoys the Brian Bendis stuff at DC or Marvel or whatever, but, like, when Brian Bendis came into Superman at DC, it, it was, like, just cherry-picking different facts about Superman uh, and then, like, being, like, you're never going to believe what happens in this issue. And it's, like, well, that literally happened three years ago. Like, so you clearly didn't do a deep dive into details about you know what characters are maybe maybe still alive at this point in the continuity or like you know acting like big things happen and like that are going to change superman forever it's like well he's revealed his identity multiple times uh this person has this has happened that's happened like it just happened you just like one of the issues that he did they brought in jorel um who like the big thing from rebirth was like mr oz who is mr oz and it was revealed to be Jor-El, superman's dad from Krypton. So Ryan Bendis comes on the book and has this weird moment where it's like he's trying to reveal jor is still alive. And it's like, dude, this literally happened months ago. Like, it was just a weird thing. So all that <laughs> to say John Ridley, like with that other history of the DC universe, like he clearly got to know his shit. Like the details of this character to make it work in the way he was telling this story is so like... It's crazy. It's crazy like how how much of a deep dive it is and how he applies that to history and sort of a real life sort of look at it. And like, man, it was incredible. And so I I guess the next issue of that will deal with a different character and maybe a different writer. I don't know how they were going to do it. I think I think it was supposed to be an anthology. So like this one does Black Lightning, the next one does like Vixen. And so so I don't know if he's writing all of them or what, but like, uh, yeah, he's great. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do with that. That mini series, or not? I think it's maybe twelve issues of the next Batman after Future
0: State. Let's see. I I bought the next Batman. I haven't read it yet, but yeah, John Ridley is on this one too. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah, we still got him. I think
1: that's a four. That's a four issue. The Future State next Batman is is a four issue thing by John Ridley, and then it'll go into that. uh after when it goes to a digital first, I think it's going to be like a 12 issue, maybe six issue digital uh, first. I can't I, remember,
0: but I want it all. Yeah, I'll take I it. I want it all. Yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, today, they released uh, Nightwing, Catwoman, The Immortal Wonder Woman, Shazam, uh, Superman, War of the Worlds, or Worlds at War, mm-hmm. and the uh, issue number two of The Next Batman and i've out of what i've read so far i will say and i know you probably haven't gotten to those yet so i, I won't say good. anything but i will just state that my two favorites is really close to pick which one would be my absolute favorite would be between nightwing and the immortal wonder woman cool okay the immortal wonder woman's art is what you and jordan are going to love i can go on ahead and tell you the art is astounding
1: awesome yeah i'm uh i've I've got a lot to read tomorrow, actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to catch up on. Um, but I did finish uh, Deceased Dead Planet 7. Like, I guess that's the finale. I don't Dude. It seemed like it's the finale. But it also seemed like the end, it wasn't like the end. It was just kind of like credits page. So I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to like leave it to where it's like, well, we could have more deceased later, but um, – yeah, it oh. was really good, man. Tom Taylor's... The, the whole deceased thing, is, I think, is really good.
0: It was game-changing, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's very, very good.
0: Um, and I won't, I won't give anything away about what led to this, but I will say that... I will say one line, and it was very, very well-written by Tom Taylor, and it was very, very John Constantine. And it was when a certain character says... Get out, little magician. It's just like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cracked yeah. up so yeah. fucking hard with that. Yeah. Being a Constantine nah. fan, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Constantine right yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Mm. No, the way that his sort of character arc in that story is really cool. Um, just because of all of the, you know, the, again, I'm trying not to be too spoilery, but all of the sort of power. That he kind of has to achieve acquire to do what he does uh it's is, is pretty awesome
0: well uh, i know that i mentioned it in the group chat that uh crumbs has already said that he'd be happy to come on but i do at one point want to blast through like just give a basic rundown of the everything dc's from dc's to all the way up until dead planet yeah, and you know, I'd like for you to come on, and possibly we can get Jordan on too, because I know Jordan's been digging the shit out of it too.
1: Yeah, he has. Um, man, I'd have to like. I, I think the only, I think actually, Dead Planet is the only one that I haven't been buying physical copies of. Because I was like, I'm just going to buy the trade of this. Um, A like trade will be out
0: like two months.
1: Yeah. And so, but I have the rest, so I could do a kind of a quick refresh on that. But, yeah, it'd be awesome. I'm sure Jordan would like to do it, too. Uh, But he, I think the last time I talked to him, he still had not read Hope at World's End. But, like...
0: Crows hadn't read any of those, he said. That one's really
1: good. I like that a lot. And, like, that was digital. I don't even know if they've ever come out in print yet. I don't even know if it's, like, digital first or if it's just only digital. But, like... um. I, I think imagine Tom it Taylor be released said in he's
0: somewhere. going to trade that one.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I could see them doing like a, I don't know, absolute edition or like just like the omnibus or whatever, but um, just called Deceased and it's the whole fucking story. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all been good. There hasn't been really any of it that I'm like, nah, no good. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's awesome. The so i to go
0: through it. The only thing that has had me do questioning. Is how the fuck it was rated teen,
1: right? It's it's definitely like, I guess, I guess because they bleep out the language, <laughs> but that's pretty standard. But like, it's just so bloody, dude. His
0: fucking dude, yeah. Vandal Savage gets ripped in half in the uh, unkillables,
1: yeah, and I they mean, show it. Yeah, I remember him saying something too on Twitter, like, like he was like, I, I can't. It was, like, one of those things, like, teasing an upcoming issue or something. He's like, I can't believe what DC just let me do, like, (laughs) or something like that. Like, but they let me do it, and I turned in the script. So uh, so I was like, well, damn, that's awesome. But, yeah, DC is awesome to be fun to talk about,
0: again. And Joey mentioned that Tom Taylor is pretty much the uh, George R.R. Martin of DC Comics.
1: I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, he... I mean, I've liked pretty much everything I've read by him, DC or otherwise, and he's just a solid writer. Um, He's doing. Didn't he announce he's doing a Batman?
0: He's doing Batman the Dark Knight coming out in uh, April, and everyone's just like, "Well, why the fuck are you doing another Batman story? I'm like, I don't give a fuck who it is. Tom Taylor's on the title. Give me the fucking book.
1: Yeah. For sure, like I, I mean, God, I wish Tom Taylor I, that one of those things too is I was like, this is gonna be awesome. I would love to see him on something though, like the Flash, you know, too. Oh God, like I can't, you know. Hopefully, he can like kind of move into that or like do I don't know a Justice League book or something like that. Um, just like there's some books that like should be a lot better than they are, and like. Somebody like Tom Taylor, I think, could get that sort of balance. But at the same time, I give me a green Arrow and black canary, or or green canary book. <laughs> you know, with that's her right? with, the, with the green lantern ring, I'd take that. I love the way he writes them. So uh, that would be awesome. But yeah, he's dude. I mean, he's just solid. He's just I mean, anytime he has a, an issue come out, like that's usually the first one I'm going to read because I'm like, let's just start it off right.
0: And that was exactly <laughs> how it was yeah. today. That was exactly how it was today. I bought I bought the books on digital. And I was like, "Okay, DC's number seven is the first read." Then I went into uh, Batman Cat, uh, Bat, yeah, Batman Catwoman, and then I started my Future State. I got the the mini series out of the way before I started on the actual Future State because, yeah. when uh, when you buy them digitally on Comixology, they don't categorize. You know how Comixology categorizes everything based on the the title of the book? Well. Yeah all the future state titles are under future state. Like okay. there's no, the next Batman folder or, you know, there's none of that. It's all under future state. So I was okay. like, I'll go to that. Let me finish these two first, which I'm enjoying. I don't care what anybody says. I'm enjoying Tom King's little mini series for Batman Catwoman. Personally. I like uh, the
1: first one I, I a haven't phantasm heard the same coming movie. in. Do
0: I? The phantasm finally making a comic book, like decent debut.
1: Yeah, that'll be cool to see how that sort of like ties in. So I I got still we have the review copy. I haven't read that one yet though.
0: Okay. Um
1: but yeah, I like the first one. Like a lot of people are complaining about the you know, the time which I get. I mean I get it. It's like it does bounce a lot back and forth, but I like it reminded me of like that uh Batman annual number two that he wrote, like kind of early on in his rebirth run, which didn't it took a couple of arcs but I just started hating it uh, so much uh, through to the end actually but there were some one shot things that he did in there that I was like this is where he shines it's like Batman Annual 2 is one of the best comic books I've ever written by a read, and like it's it's so good um, and it kind of reminded me of that you know it had that sort of feeling to it or at least it doesn't have the same feeling but it, it's like that you're dealing with that sort of story that he kind of is setting up there um and so that's where i was like i'm fine with the bouncing back between the timelines and whatnot because it's like you sort of do that this does it more so i'm excited to get more into that you know into that story so
0: and you know uh i mean as far as people bitching about you know the fact that tom taylor is taking on a batman story instead of a a minor character Uh i mean technically we're still We've got we're one book away from finishing uh, Hellblazer, which r- a lot of people wouldn't consider. Well, comic book readers wouldn't consider it to be a minor character, considering how long and how old you know John Constantine has been around. But to the new and up upcomers that only know like the Justice League stories, John Constantine's pretty new to them, mm-hmm. and the fact that we got tom taylor to actually write this which i've enjoyed both issues that came out so far and i've still got to get you guys i crumb crumbs is doing where me and him are going to talk on his show about you know going through the vertigo series one volume at a time yeah, tw- yeah 24, for you. <laughs> 24 episodes of that um that's cool though. Gonna, i mean
1: i would like to listen to that because it's like one of those things i know I will never read all of that. It's just one of those things that like I would love to, but like I just now wouldn't have – I'm just not going to ever really make the time because there's – I don't even – first of all, I don't own them all. I own the first one. And like – but like a show like that that would cover each volume, like that's where I would be like, fuck yeah, let me binge this because I'm getting it <laughs> and I'm getting like like sort of review qualities of it as well.
0: And then so. you got me up there that knows everything about John Constantine because it was my first fucking comic book character <laughs> I ever read. <laughs> but, I mean, then I've got, you know, I wanted to talk with you about the the uh, black label run for the 12 issues that they were doing, which, I'm sorry, that shit was short-lived.
1: Are you talking about the, um, who was writing that? Was Signed it Zy- in-
0: Simon um However you say the last name Sparrier.
1: Yeah, that got that was weird. It was like
0: It was um, fucking good and they cut it too damn short.
1: It was really good.
0: It had two issues that I didn't like, but all in all, those two issues didn't ruin the whole damn story for me.
1: Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um I'm trying to think. Because you actually let me I somehow missed issues i was buying the issues and somehow missed issues you let me catch up on it on your comicsology, but i don't think that i've read like we i was catching up to a certain point but i don't think i've read to the end of the series but like it was weird when they announced that it was like being canceled because it was like well this is kind of odd like it hasn't been going for very long and we're, we're cutting this thing off now okay like what What's the reason? I guess it's because.
0: They didn't I renew mean, the contract. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't understand why they didn't renew the contract for Hellblazer, which from what I understood was actually selling. But, and, you huh. know, nothing, nothing negative against, you know, Sandman. But Sandman's not making nearly as much money from their sales as Hellblazer was. Yet they're still coming out with new stories for Sandman.
1: That's right. It was, that's right. Yeah, it was Sandman Universe Hellblazer, but yes. it didn't really tie in, right? It didn't tie yeah, into... They
0: didn't have not one mention of I Sandman. Think, the only well, time, I think in
1: Books of Magic was the only thing that sort of crossed a little bit of the ties there and mostly in Books of Magic. One issue. Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of like, I, yeah, the Sandman Universe thing... That's weird too, because it was like some like the rug got pulled out underneath that. It was like, books of magic ended. Yeah, the dreaming that ended, and then they have the dreaming waking hours that's happening now. And I think that's the only Sandman universe book happening. But then there's like the Sandman, lock and key crossover, comic that's like about to happen. So it's strange. It's like are they cutting it off because of future state? It doesn't seem like that would matter because it's over on black label. Like that's known to be sort of a, it can be else worlds, It can be continuity. doesn't matter. Just do whatever over on, on black label. So it's weird to, you know, I don't know why they're cutting these things off. That's, it's strange, but I mean, you never know. You never know. It could be, I mean, maybe the cells weren't as great as they, <laughs> they should have been or whatever, but like, I just love the idea of black label and it, uh, not all the you books know. are the big magazine size, but that was what got me excited initially was like big magazine sized comic books again, you know,
0: now why, and, is, uh, uh, why a lot of Mark, but why is books of magic on black label that doesn't seem like it really fits the tone as being like incredibly dark. But then again, I've only read like the first 15 issues. I've got them all but I just haven't finished reading them. For...
1: It's probably just because it was part of the Sandman series, the Sandman universe launch or whatever. Oh, okay. That that was just a black label initiative through Sandman, whatever. So I guess everything was on there. So there was also the um, House of Whispers that, like, I was kind of excited about because it would set, like, in, like, down in the bayou in Louisiana. But, like, I just could not follow the story. It was just all it was very convoluted and I could not really make out. I couldn't understand what was going on half <laughs> the time. And I just kind of gave up. Uh, and the same happened for like the Lucifer book. That was part of that run too. I was ah. like, what, what's happening? What, I what is this Yeah. It was just very, very confusing, but I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I, I feel like they just weren't doing that well. And that's why they kind of, you know, got cut off. So, but I'm at the same still... time, if your stories aren't good, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. but you know, Hellblazer was the new Hell Hell was, book excellent. was good.
0: Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out how DC, why DC has gone back and put some of their older titles, some of their older <laughs> titles on the black label. Like I can understand uh, Joker. I can understand Batman Noel, but for some odd reason, if you go on Comicsology and look it up, I think it's All-Star Superman was put up there.
1: Yeah, like the Black Label edition. I, I, I mean, I, I don't really get it at first either. I'm like, I'm trying to make sense of like, what's the point? But at the same time, it's just kind of an excuse to release a new edition of the book and try to make some money off of it, you know?
0: I mean, it's if you're like, going to do anything like that, I mean, to be sure, you could probably put, you know, The Long Halloween... Yeah. Edition or that whole trilogy, you know, haunted yeah. nights, uh was it was it haunted nights, uh Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be sure you could put that whole run up there. And yeah, you know long it's,
1: it's kind of like the same reason they just they release like a new they just re release like a hardcover of Watchmen like every year, or every two years, you know. It's like, but this one has like this slipcase. That it goes in and like this one's the size of a graphic novel, but it also has a slipcase and it's a hardcover. It's like, that's cool, but it's just like, you know, it's not. You're not getting any secrets in the back of the book that you didn't know about before or something. You know, it's just kind of, I mean, I get it. They're trying to make their money, but that's that's the reason I think that they're releasing. It's like re-release it as the black label edition. And, you know, sometimes they'll put like, you know, here's some never before seen sketches in the back of like oh, well, early concept art fair. and stuff like that like i can get that for like the collector's mindset i don't buy a book because of that ever but i can see you know <laughs> people being interested in it
0: yeah you know? well some people do i mean look at you know like Volga. he probably would
1: yeah and i mean i think like some of that stuff is really interesting to look at but like again I, I, i'm not buying a new version of the book because of that but then again like if if somebody's super interested in art and sort of the process you know like that could be a selling point you know of, like wanting to sort of see that especially if like for an artist or something but uh yeah not I mean, it's cool to see when i have the book if i don't already own it but like yeah again that ain't selling the book for me but again dc's got to make their money so no it is what it is <laughs> but yeah some of the books you... like black Label, seems like it's made for mature stuff but so you... all-star what was it all-star superman that you. yeah said all-star, was...
0: all-star oh. superman did you by any chance pick up any of the books that looked like they would have been aimed more for, for kids at all and read them? Um, yes. Because there's one in particular that if you haven't read it, I want to recommend it, especially to anybody who listens to this show. That
1: I have all three of these. Superman uh, smashes the clan.
0: That's the one. Jane that the is one. the yeah, one. Yeah,
1: This is a three part like that I've... Any graphic novel thing, yeah. I got these because I, I was like, uh, the art first of all, again, what does it have? What I, I was just saying earlier, my favorite like Superman design is the Fleischer with like the black, the yep. red, and the black and gold. Like, I love that the old school thing. Um, and yeah, there's like the classic, um, like radio play that was the original, like Superman Smashes the Clan, and that's kind of based on that. So, uh,
0: and, and yeah. yeah. Jin Jin lun yang yeah yeah i mean dude like i read it i actually i think i've read that twice now since i bought it and it's it's one if you're uh a parent and your kids are i'd probably at least say at least four or five years old to start it's a good book to sit down and you know read to them yeah. you know because it it's just so so good. Yeah, so, it is so, good. So there was
1: good. there was one that was the other one that I got um was let's see if I can find it. But anyway, it's the spiral uh, the secret secret spiral of the swamp thing. It's like printed to sort of look like it's on like a spiral notebook so it's like this kid it's it's, it's like swamp thing but it's not it's not the same story. He's just a kid that like has um it's like those sort of things start showing up on his body or something. But it's basically set up to look like his kind of like journal. So you have like a lot of drawings and stuff in it, but it's almost it's written out to look like he's writing in a journal kind of thing, which I thought was kind of cool. But it's the same sort of idea as like the, the young adult, uh that Superman's the same same size book and everything. Uh, but I got that cause I thought it was kind of a cool take on, on like a swamp thing story, but being a kid in school and, uh, the, the approach to the art I thought was cool as opposed to just being a comic book. It's, it's like looks hand drawn by a kid kind of. Um, uh, so, I mean, a little bit better than that, obviously, cause it's done by like a, like a big artist, but like, um, yeah, it's a cool concept for sure. And it's, it's, you know, obviously kid friendly, so.
0: Yeah. yeah, I know that I know that uh one of these days I'm gonna sit down and let my kids read it with me. Um because I, I I really enjoyed it. It was, it taught a good lesson. So yeah. I mean and you know, I know that one of your other big things that you do is horror. Yeah. Uh and before we started, first off, have you have you watched anything horror lately? Like anything decent? heard of anything besides pg Let which i'm think. still gonna watch watch what
1: what what
0: was it i'm still gonna watch pg i think that's what it was called what was it p uh, pg was not that one wouldn't that the name of it the trailer you sent us a while back about the alien that ended up being controlled by kids that like hated the fact that it was being controlled by the kids
1: Oh, it's not really ringing a bell, but maybe you I sent could totally... us the
0: trailer like right I... before we did the Christmas party.
1: I'll have to go back and look. It's uh, God damn it. lot's I. God, mean, a happened I... since then. So
0: yeah, it's like, been yeah. it was a hell of a uh, last year. I'm trying to think. I haven't. I probably
1: haven't watched. Well, okay. Here's a new development. Actually, um, my kid okay so i've talked about it ad nauseum before on different things that we've talked about in different episodes and shows and stuff about how much i love the universal mon- monster movies and um i was like my son is never gonna sit through this and like watch it but he's kind of all over the place so i'm cleaning the kitchen i'm gonna watch it and so i put on the creature from the black lagoon and for some reason my four-year-old son was just glued like, sat on the couch and just watched it. And, like, I was like, you know, I don't want him to, like, get scared of the creature, even though, to me, it's like, I get it, and it's, like, dated and stuff, even though I think it looks awesome. Like, he's, he's seen enough monsters in, like, cartoons and books and stuff like that to where he shouldn't be affected, but sometimes he's weird about stuff like that. So I just start, like, any time, like, you'd see the hand of the creature, the creature would show up, I tried to sort of like lighten it for him by like doing some stupid Vincent Christ, like it's the creature from the black, which immediately like started to just die, and he thought I was funny. And so like, it just immediately turned just dumber and dumber to where it was just like, the creature from the black blue. And It was just like, and he started doing it. So like, he like loves that movie now and has probably watched it a hundred times over the oh, past dear. two weeks. Uh, and so I, but I finally, like I put on Frankenstein. He thought that was cool too. We watched Bride of Frankenstein today and, um, and so that's been cool. So he's got this new obsession with like creature for the black lagoon. And, uh, like, so he started coming up here in, in this, the bat cave, whatever. And like, I have a shelf where like the universal monster movies, like toys and stuff are like the old Burger King toys and whatnot. And he loves just like playing with those. And like, so he's developing the same obsession that I has developed as a kid in the same sort of progression with some of these horror characters. So I actually have been watching horror stuff, but it's been throwback. Um, so I haven't watched anything new per se, but um, yeah, so I, it's been cool to kind of diving back into those and like, I don't know, making them fun for my kid. You know, as opposed to like him seeing that's, that's you know, a, awesome, a monster dude. and being terrified of it. It's been like a fun thing to do. Um, and now he runs around going, The <laughs> and It just, it's turned into just gibberish at this point. He's not even saying words. Like, the blue, the langoon,
0: or whatever. Yeah, we finally, um, we finally let our oldest son, he's 10 years old. Uh, we let him watch The Conjuring. That was yeah. what he wanted to watch. He took it like a boss. Like, he's actually watched it a couple of times now. He's he's enjoying it. That's good. Need to let him watch. I think, I don't know. I I don't know. We might have let him watch The Conjuring 2 around Christmas time because we figured, you know, it takes place around Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, he's, he's been watching his horror, but. That first off, before I go to my next topic, is like uh, the next movie I'm going to mention. It was PG Psycho Goreman. Does that ring any bells?
1: That's yes, yes. That's the like yeah. Okay, I remember that one now.
0: You remember it by like, Psycho Goreman?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> I forgot about that movie, man. It's, I need to go watch that again when we're done because that was uh it's, it's incredible Wait, um, is it out i don't know i haven't like i haven't uh
0: touched base with that again honestly i need to watch that shit if it is uh, it's out but my speaking of my son he's big into video games and he one of his favorite games he talks about all the time is five nights at freddy's are you familiar with that game um
1: In, like, name and visuals only. I've never played it before, but, like, I've seen the, you know, screenshots and the the action figures and stuff.
0: Okay, so basically, What Five Nights at Freddy's is a series of games made by an independent game guy, Scott Crawford, Scott Scott something. And uh, basically, you play, it's a first-person game. You don't really get to move around anywhere, but from side to side, it's a jump-scare game. Yeah. But you're a night guard for a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff place called Freddy Fazbear's and the animatronics come to life and try and kill you. And there'd been, eh, fuck, I think there's like eight or nine games, different yeah. games of this. Well, the other day they released the trailer, which is what I told you to look up before we got started, for <laughs> Nicolas Cage in Willy's Wonderland. And I am <laughs> going to tell you that I am incredibly fucking excited to see oh, that dude. movie.
1: I can't. I can't. Wait. Like, whenever you sent me the text, I was like, wait, wait, what? When you said, because you, you were like, have you watched Willy's Wonderland? And like, today, I saw someone post like, they're, whatever company is looking to do a reboot of Willy Wonka starring, uh, They're they're looking at you know, Tom Holland and Timothy Shalmet, whatever the guy's name is, to be Willy Wonka. And I'm like, okay, like, that seems like a weird choice, but whatever. So when you said that, I was like, wait a minute. I thought they were, like, just trying to figure out the cast. They already have a trailer for that. (laughs) So I went and I was like, oh, Nick Cage. (laughs) You were
0: pleasantly surprised, I'm I'm almost certain. Yeah, Nick
1: Cage just being, like, Ah. like, Nick KJ, the light blinded by the Goodness
0: light. Shit. She does um, it almost every time I podcast now. Like, at least <laughs> about right there, right there, like midway towards the end. She'll like walk in and like flip the light on, and I'll just immediately blind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she does her way of saying hi. <laughs>
1: Hello. Um, that's no, but yeah, the uh, it's like where like mandy with nick cage was like nick cagey it was like also very serious and like it was it took itself you know seriously even though it went like bloody nick cagey burying his face in a pile of cocaine and like all that (laughs) stuff it was over the top obviously but it wasn't like a comedy this is like the comedy version of that it looks like where it's just like all right, we're gonna have Nick Cage and he probably will smash his face into a pile of cocaine at some point, but it's gonna be a funny version of that. And I'm like, I say funny, but like, you know, dark comedy, whatever. Um yeah, I can't wait <laughs> for that movie Dude, I, to come. I'm so excited.
0: I'm pretty sure we could probably already mark you on, but I've already got uh I've already got it planned because it's going straight to fucking uh stream. Yeah, I have no I idea saw where. That
1: yeah I don't know. yeah, I couldn't figure that out. It was like on demand or, or yeah whatever. yeah, streaming. So
0: I'm going to how... watch it, and our good buddy uh, Joe Janeiro is also going to watch nice. it, and me awesome. and him are going to review it, and you're more than welcome to join us with that one too, because uh, God, yeah. damn, that's going to be fucking good.:
1: Is there a release date for that yet?
0: Uh, February, actually:
1: uh, Okay, so we're coming up on it pretty quick.
0: um willie's wonderland
1: yeah february 12th
0: it doesn't say where it's going to be what it's going to be released on it just says on demand the budget for it is only five million nice but like four million of which went to nick cage (laughs) it it it's so crazy like watching that trailer and like He's just sitting there mopping the floor. You see that ostrich thing like start to creep up behind him and he turns around, and just stares at it for a minute. It's not moving. Then all of a sudden, it's like fucking freaks out on him and he just immediately snaps <laughs> the broomstick and just starts wailing on it. Yeah. Like, How are you so fucking chill about this shit, dude? I mean, it just, the whole premise like seems
1: just so ridiculous because it's like, yeah, he ran over these spikes, which you get, like, the idea of, like, well, he was trapped because of some of the, you know, the narr- narration, whatever, dialogue of whatever teenagers, of course, inevitably get involved. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you work here and clean for the night. We'll fix your car. It's like, okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You look like
0: the evil, like, devil in just about every movie where it's, like, a southern guy playing the devil.
1: Yeah, Boss Hog uh, meets uh, – da- what's the guy's name from Dallas? But, yeah. Um, that's uh, – yeah. I Dude, I can't wait. I mean it just looks like it just re- – that's one of the things that I think is awesome about Nick Cage is that like, he's just embraced like this sort the of fet- niche, like, of just being Nick Cage. And it's just like now we're just going to make movies based on that. Like how crazy can I act and how insane can the movie be? Uh, just imagine so. –
0: What's my, what's my motivation? You're Nick Cage. Got it.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So we'll just stage whatever around that. Uh, what do we got? Animatronics? Cool. Ping pong machines? Great. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm
0: right. looking forward to it. Either yeah, way. I
1: can't wait, man. That's going to be awesome. Um, I don't, like, I, as far as other horror that's coming out, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of out of the loop on that as far as the movies go. I, so I, don't I heard not know what's going do
0: uh, I know that we're supposed to be getting at some point this like coming up the first trailer for the Conjuring uh, three.
1: The Devil Made Me Do It. I think that's the title. Yeah, of I, it. I think that's what it's called. That's right. Yeah, and there's the the Saw like sort of spinoff Spiral
0: with Chris Rock yeah, and we're Samuel L. Jackson. Spiral.
1: That's supposed to be. I mean, obviously that got delayed clearly, but like. That's one I was very interested in because, I mean, the cast alone, I was like, whoa, okay, what the, (laughs) this is like such a strange, like, sort of re, I don't know, energizing of this franchise because there hasn't been a star (laughs) in these movies since, well, I mean, barely, you know, the entire time. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, obviously, Kerry always is like, you know, but he was way past his prime in that, like, you know. Princess Bride and Lire and all that stuff but like so he kind of like came out of nowhere for that so again so then to have this sort of re-invigorating of the franchise with like huge actors is like whoa okay <laughs> all right I'm interested
0: we're also supposed to be getting Halloween kills this year
1: oh that's right yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: uh Candyman which we were supposed to get last year but it got pushed now with the success of Wonder Woman 84 I'm almost pretty sure that people are going to jump on the streaming service bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring, the Devil made me do it. Uh, it says A Quiet Place, too, but if I'm not mistaken, that's already out. Or was it just re- announced? Um, it might have just been announced.
1: I saw the trailer. The trailer for it played before Birds of Prey, which is February, almost a year ago now, February of 2020. Um, so that makes me think that they might not have been finished with it at the time, or maybe they're holding it back like a lot of movies, you know, because of like, they're just trying to see what the theater market's going to do. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was released because I, you know, I, I I could be wrong on that,
0: but I never really saw anything else about it. You didn't watch the first one? I watched the first, I tried to watch it. And I want, and you know, know, we've talked about it before. I have my rules of horror, and one of the things I don't do is child death. And literally, the first thing that happens in the movie is the boy playing with the damn uh, rocket ship, making all the noise. And as the dad's running, the boy just gets, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, "Ah, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Don't care. Not anymore. It was, it was,
1: it's a really good movie. That's like the, yeah that's the very sort of that's the setup kind of moving forward but it, i mean that's pretty much it i think as far as like the child death goes because obviously after that you're going to be a little bit more uh <laughs> on your toes but like <clears throat> it's good i mean it's just one of those movies that's just like tense uh because of the the nature of <laughs> the way they wrap the story around having to, everyone be quiet um But I I thought that was really good. So I was curious. I did see again the trailer for the second one I thought looked really cool. Um, and I was like, why are we gonna make a follow-up to that? But then when I saw the trailer, I was like, Okay, actually this looks pretty awesome. Like this is kind of a cool twist on I say even twist, but it just seemed to remember
0: watching the trailer, so I might need to I might check it back out, but I fucking might have to skip that very intro. It's kind of like going back and watching John Wick.
1: I haven't watched any of the John Wick movies. I always get told I need to watch it, but I haven't watched any
0: of them. Prepare yourself. Uh, They've also got a Wrong Turn remake. Really? I really don't know how I feel about that just because Wrong Turn has always sucked to me anyways. I mean, it was basically a mutated deliverance.
1: Like, it's weird a weird movie to remake like I, I mean i think it was like a like a cult classic in like a straight to dvd sort of way
0: right the the, the rest of them. the first one was in theaters because i remember okay. that was where i saw it i was i was fuck, like i was still in high school when i watched that shit in theaters. yeah
1: yeah so i, I didn't see it in theaters i saw it like after it hit like you know dvd or something but like i remember watching it and just being like this is the cheesy but like uh And then it kept just getting sequel after sequel after sequel that I would see in Best Buy. I was like, what the fuck is going on with this series? How can just anyone make a movie and just have it be in Best Buy? I guess so.
0: Have you seen Tremors?
1: And then let's move move forward (laughs) to 2021. uh, I've seen seen Tremors a long, long, long time ago. I don't remember much about it. they got like fucking eight sequels. Yeah, that's true. They even had a TV series. Yes, had, it did. Yeah,
0: and it focused more on the the graboids that walked on the land.
1: I didn't. I never watched it, but like, I remember like seeing the uh, like the ads for the series and being like, this doesn't seem like anything I want to get involved with. I'm okay.
0: No, <laughs> you, you you did not miss much. Yeah. I mean, if you if you like like super cheesy, then yeah, I'd recommend watching the movies, but don't watch the TV show. It's not worth it.
1: Well, I would imagine not, because it's like, it's one of those things with horror, it's like, and I don't know, again, I, I don't remember anything about Tremors, but like, I don't know how gory it would have gotten, but like, you know, for a fact when it goes to TV, unless it's on like HBO or something, it's not going to be like, it, it's not going to be anything like sort of keeping you on the edge of your seat when it comes to a property like that, you know? I the Was it?
0: the first rumors was like pg or pg-13 huh
1: okay
0: i i remember i enjoyed it I, that, those movies always trip me out especially the first one kevin bacon because <laughs> kevin bacon back in the late 80s early 90s was fucking hysterical yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. i mean for christ's sake he was in the very first uh which was in the 70s i believe he was in the very first uh friday the 13th so
1: yeah he gets the uh what is he
0: it's like a Cam Counselor.
1: Spike driven through oh, his neck yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what it was. It was some kind of a, a spiky it was pointy. Or maybe that maybe that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, and I think the only other one that I could think of that's coming out this year as far as horror goes, besides those, is uh not really a horror, but it's definitely under monster movie. I kinda i of, I'm actually really excited for King Kong versus Godzilla.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too.
0: Go um, Island was the shit.
1: I still need to watch that. Um, I liked the first Godzilla movie that like, you know, of this era of it, um, uh, for the most part, and tried wa- I, I tried watching "King of Monsters. It's just like... I don't know. it was just really weird to me there's just a lot of really weird melodrama that I was like, I feel like I'm watching two different movies being smashed together here or that like, but not in like a, I don't know. I should probably try to watch it again, like in one sitting, but like, I just could good. not latch on to it. Um, And I was like excited. Cause it's like, Oh, we have a bunch of monsters and like, I like most of the actors and stuff involved. It just played really weird for some reason, but um, I am excited about it. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. I just need to go back and watch Kong Skull Skull Island.
0: (laughs) That's it's on HBO Max.
1: Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I need to watch that then.
0: Yeah, it was so fucking good. I mean, John C. Riley's in it, man. That shit should tell you right there. And it's not even the goofy John C. Riley. I mean, he has goofy remarks that he makes, but all in all, he he was pretty fucking killer with it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's I, I don't know. I'm glad that they're bringing back the monster movie. I mean with the exception of the one that I still refuse to watch, Tom Cruise's The Mummy. (laughs) I I have no desire to watch that at all. Uh, Like,
1: I watched it, um, like, after, like, all of the... everything kind of went down with it, and it did terribly in theaters, and, like, it was just getting destroyed. After that, like, I went in with no expectations, and, like... I don't know. I didn't like hate it. Like it kind of just played because I think the idea originally was like we're doing the dark universe or whatever. Like we're doing these movies and we're gonna was the idea that it was gonna be like this super serious take where we connect all these different creatures and we try to make our own universe. But it like it really just kind of played more like the Brendan Fraser movies. And I was yeah. fine with that. Like there was some unexpectedly, like, funny, like, good, like, humorous parts. It didn't work as a horror movie by any stretch of the imagination. But neither really did The Mummy, you know, like the, the Brendan Fraser sort of no, recap. Really. I mean, there were some horror elements when it comes to, like, the scarabs eating people and whatnot. But it wasn't, like, scary. It's more of an Indiana Jones kind of, like, adventure thing. And this is sort of the same way, at least to me, but it's modern day um again i'm not saying it's a great movie by any stretch of the imagination i just <laughs> when i watched it by the time i had actually sat down to watch it i was like i watched it with my wife and a couple of friends of ours and we were like i mean i kind of enjoyed it like it was okay like it was not like this serious super serious movie it was just kind of an adventure that's just kind of like whatever but like there's some good cup like tom cruise and like his buddy who's like he's in stuff and i can't remember his name they have some like good chemistry and that's where some of like the the good sort of humor comes from uh, which a lot of people don't want to hear that it's kind of humor, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it actually, some of it works and it's good, you know, but um, yeah, again, it's not a horror movie by any means, but I was like, this is not as bad as people thought. But if I had gone in on day one without the hype being taken out from under it, I would have been probably angry as well. And like, this fucking sucks again. It had just been beaten into the ground is how horrible it was by the time I watched it that I was like, I don't have any expectations in it. You know? It's, it's funny how that is.
0: works out sometimes
1: yeah it's weird
0: i mean if they were uh, really gonna if they were really gonna go to a darker route then they would have started fuck, like five six years ago when they did uh benicio del toro in the wolfman yeah that was a fucking love, damn good movie I
1: love, dude i love that movie and like none of my friends liked it and like i don't think it did really well
0: uh Fuck that. Me and my uh, wife saw that shit in theaters. That shit was so fucking good.
1: I saw it twice in theaters, and then I bought it as soon as it came out. Because I was just like, the Wolfman was always like my favorite, uh, you know, universal monster movie. When I was growing up, for some reason, the Wolfman was the one. Um, Wolfman's
0: got nards. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and, uh, and I actually oddly enough didn't see that movie until more recently in my life but, um, but yeah Wolfman was always my favorite so like going into this I was like oh shit we're getting like, an R-rated like gory like Wolfman movie and uh, I thought it was awesome um, yeah so it was just it was kind of weird but wasn't it going to be like was it Javier Bardem? who was going to play Dracula was he going to play Dracula or the Wolfman because I know, like, we, we had Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll in The Mummy. Like, he's in The Mummy. They are already setting up that character in the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. And you okay. kind of see, you start to see his sort of transformation a little bit in that. Like, you see the shades of it kind of happening.
0: As long uh, as they don't do I mean, when I, when I say this, I mean, no disrespect. I love the fucking movie. But as long as they don't do stupid CGI like they did with... Uh... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
1: Oh, see, so yeah, yeah, I never saw that one. Well, I mean, and now it's like, that's dead. You know, because Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man, and now they've done the new version of that, which I haven't, still haven't finished, but I liked, I think I, I said the first started. half of it, not I liked what I was seeing so far. It's a good, like, tense, like, thriller kind of thing. So, but I wish they would do that. That would be such a cool thing to, like, I'd be a cool universe to sort of revamp, but you need to get, like, you, you got to get the right, Filmmakers involved you know you can have All these stars attached to it but like if The people telling the story And crafting the story uh, You know it's kind of like You need like the gamer of del Toro's And those people involved In crafting something like that to make a Badass like universal Monsters Like connected universe You know like But it would be awesome to see that It's just you gotta get those people and Trust them and let them do it you know yeah, like,
0: you, the,
1: you get some killer killer uh writers and directors in there for that
0: and, and like i'm sure we'd love to do it if you got del toro i mean don't get me wrong i'm excited for jj abram's vision but if del toro had taken on the the directing for Justice Lee dark dude that would have been a fucking rap right there that shit would have been gold
1: that would have been nuts man it would have been nuts
0: i mean he would have killed like 20 kids but you know
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been probably pretty crazy, but like, at the same time, I say that, and you know, Warner Brothers might have pulled a rug out from underneath him, you know, after yeah. he shot the movie and been like, you know, what we're gonna get rid of all the good stuff, and we need you to shoot, go shoot some jokes. Can you go shoot some jokes and put those in? Well, I mean, with Justice uh, League
0: Dark, you got to have some jokes from Constantine at least. And Constantine oh, well, is yeah. dead, man.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have some <coughs> natural conversational situational humor for sure uh but like just if you let del toro make it and make it look like a del toro movie then you have a very unique comic book movie that no one else can make you know what i mean so it's kind of like let the dude make that movie and i don't know what happened behind the scenes with that but they've clearly been having struggles and They did say that J.J. Abrams was going to sort of develop that, but that doesn't always mean he's going to like direct, you know what I mean? Like he's developed a lot of things that he doesn't end up actually writing and directing. He's just sort of part of the crafting of it, you know, and piecing together the world of it. So I'd be curious to see kind of how that plays out, but I haven't heard anything about it since the announcement that he was going to be part of it, so
0: who knows? Uh, yeah, it seems like every time I open up social media, they're always posting that same clickbait ad talking about, "Oh, they've cast the new John Constantine," and then you go up there, it's like, "But we're not saying who the hell it is." Well, yeah. Why the fuck are you gonna say anything at all?
1: Yeah, and then you keep seeing like Keanu Reeves
0: is coming back. You
1: know, oh, that whole crew. That's that's what I heard is true.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they they they've talked
1: about that. it, been like we'd be interested, but
0: yeah but I don't think that's going to be the same Constantine for the Justice League Dark.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome, but yeah. again, you never know now. You have no idea what they're actually pursuing because it's just these different factions now. You've got the, the Warner Brothers of it, and then you have the HBO Max, and it's kind of like who knows what's what. But, I mean, I'm here for all of it, so bring it. Um, but uh, what was the other... I'm trying to think of who was gonna play um I'm just thinking about the the universal because it was like there was a wolf man and there was like we had the mummy obviously Invisible Man was gonna be giant Death. Javier Bardem was either gonna be Wolfman or Dracula. I think maybe Dracula. I'm just trying to figure out who because I think they were gonna do like creature from the from the Black Lagoon as well. Like they were gonna do those like core movies, but all that got dropped. I would love to see like a good I guess Shape of Water is kind of <laughs> the kid Cameron Del Toro doing Creature from the Black Lagoon. I always well,
0: thought that that was uh, like Abe Sapien's story from Hellboy.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah,
0: for sure. I'm looking up to see whom it doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't say who they want to play Dracula. Yeah. I mean, it'd be
1: cool if they could sort of pivot back to that idea, you know, of some sort of a connected universe. It's just, you know, they have to start over from scratch. (laughs) But, like, some of the actors could still work. Like, Javier Bardem could be really cool. Russell Crowe could be really cool. You don't have to, like... It doesn't matter, you know, like The Mummy. They don't want to continue that. And Tom Cruise is like, no, that bombed. I don't want anything to do with that. They don't have to continue with that, you know? You can you stay still use the actors and just tell the Jekyll and Hyde story and then tell the Wolfman and whatever. Um, I mean,
0: because it wasn't, the, the heroes, well, except for uh, Dracula, which is obviously Van Helsing, but the heroes for these monster movies weren't the key focus so if tom cruise doesn't want to do it because the movie bombed, as long as they can get the chick that played uh played the mummy to come back fuck them
1: yeah i mean yeah you could do something like that i think where the movie ends if i remember correctly it it they were obviously trying to shift into that connected world but again you don't have to acknowledge that movie because Nobody saw it. So, like, it's just kind of like, just bring her back. And, you know, if she, but again, it's like, that these people don't want to do it because they tried it once already and it bombed, like. But again, if you have the right, if you have the right filmmakers, the the, the, the talent will come. You know what I mean? Especially if there's confidence that the filmmakers will be able to make that movie that they want to make, you know?
0: So. It's like you keep here, (laughs) man. It's not, it's not about, you know, it's not shit actors. It's not, shit movies, it's shit writing.
1: Yeah. And, like, suits, you know? It's, like, suits on the top tier. Like, getting involved in the creative process when they are not creative people. They are money people. And they're marketing people, but they're not creative people, but they want to get their hands in the... If you want to get a good painting of that, like, there's a... Kevin Smith on... I don't know which one it is. He has a great, like, one of his... It's not stand-up, but one of his specials or whatever where people and have. It with... Yeah. Yeah. And he talks about like being hired to write the the Nicolas Cage, like Superman movie. And like what he was sort of the things that were gonna be required for him to include, and one of them was like one of the producers was like. And it was the guy like running the project. It was he was like, you have to like, at the end, Superman has to fight a giant spider, and he was like, okay, okay, like, wh- why is that? Like, why does he? So his whole thing is producer because the producer has no idea about Superman. He has no clue about the comics. It's just he for some reason had a heart on for Superman fighting. A giant spider (laughs) and that was his requirement it's like he's got to fight a a giant spider at the end it's
0: like going down whether you like it or not that's
1: gonna that's that's gonna take two seconds for superman to cut that fucker in half anyway it's a funny it's a funny bit if you can find it but it's just a good example of like that happens in music and stuff too with like the the people from the record company like trying to get into the studio writing time and be like making suggestions and like lyrical suggestions and it's like if you could only understand how terrible of an idea that was. Uh so, like that's the good picture of that with the giant spider story,
0: but I was I uh, was jamming the pill rider the other night, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. I'm glad you I, dig it. Oh hell yeah, dude. Ready for the rest of it to come out there.
1: Yeah, we've got um I'm not sure what's what the date is. There's an another song coming out soon. It's more of like a southern rock it's not like a ballad necessarily it's just more of like a slower tempoed one. i was very surprised that that's the one they wanted to release next but it is what it is um but it's it come i think we're releasing a song quarterly so see what happens but uh yeah uh we're just (laughs) trying to like bide some time uh but yeah um uh my brain is melting now, so... I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> like, it is getting late, man.
0: So, yeah. uh, I guess we're going ahead and call it. All right, man. But uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Rev, Rem, RevRim, R-E-V-R-I-M. Uh, you can find me on the DC Comics Squadcast, wherever you download podcasts. And we have a Twitter, too. It's at DC Squadcast. And the Horror Comics Podcast. I do um, it wherever you get podcasts. And you can find that uh, at Horror Comics Pod on Twitter. And I'd love to chat about, you know, anything. So hit me up. Um, I actually finally have got, like, a, I made this. People listening won't be able to see it. But I finally, like, made a detailed schedule. Of, like, <laughs> shit I got to do for Horror Comics to get back on line so i finally like i followed up with a bunch of people and like i'm getting uh some interviews and anyway i finally like got things back in order for that so i'm excited to sort of uh, make that happen more consistently so um it's coming it's happening and there's a lot of cool like comics that we're going to be promoting uh, from uh some awesome creators that got like uh kickstarters and all that stuff um uh, so check that out and then yeah please go listen to the shows if you want but that's, yeah, that's it. That's my contact.
0: Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Geeking TF out and on Instagram at geekouts Podcast. And I can vouch for everything that Chris does, you know, from the, the horror comics all the way up to what him and Jordan do with DC Comics. They're the reason that I still do what I do. And, yeah, it's been great.
1: Uh, yeah, man. It's awesome. We have an awesome, like, Group I mean, and like the uh, the t p g starting <laughs> from that too is the most ridiculous thing uh and the best way like uh i get, uh, we were texting back and forth like just following up on the the Twitter group message is just like i it's too long of a it's it's too much of an inside thing, I guess to try to even try to describe to people, but it's just the most ridiculous insanity all over the place, like shit talking, but also like supporting each
0: other. (laughs) The TPG is is myself, Chris, and we got uh, Joey and Mike from Grapes and Capes. And then we got Crumbs from Crumbs of Gotham. And it's so funny because Chris Chris is busy. So Chris checks in from time to time. But most of the time it's me, Joey, and Crumbs just keeping the conversation going. And it's mostly just us giving Crumbs shit. <laughs> That's pretty much and what it is.
1: The, to the extent that it goes, is what's also hilarious of like, <laughs> to catch
0: oh, dude, the fact yeah. that crumbs is such a good sport about it, it is yeah. even better. Oh, he loves it. We, I mean, he, he says it himself. He's an asshole. But. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you were saying you were even like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I kind of feel bad. Like, I'm starting to feel bad <laughs> for like, this shit." We're getting.
0: He's like, "Wait, why? I love it." <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, dude. But... Yeah. Fair game. <laughs> but all right, dude. I'm. Yeah. Uh, and I will see you guys next time.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: No problem.